Welcome to Three Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf and Simon. Welcome to Three Yards Per Carry. It is another Victory Monday, the Dolphins defeating the Las Vegas Raiders in a game that was probably much closer than most of us expected. We shall get into the whys and wherefores very shortly. But just to remind you, this show, as always, is brought to you by Prize Picks. Use the promo code to three yards, get a $100 match bonus on your $100 deposit. And of course, by our old friends at Manscaped, get 20% off and free shipping with the code 5RSN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code 5RSN. Uh, gents, before we get into it, last week we went off on one about uh, some whale that ended up killing like 60 people, like the Ted Bundy of whales. <laughs> um, and I mentioned in the uh, OnlyFans chat, which is our Discord chat, which you can join. Uh, it's an amazing community of, uh, of like-minded people. If you're bored with Twitter and Instagram and TikTok, then you can find some pretty cool people and we do some pretty cool stuff. On there, if you go to our Twitter, which is at 3 hours per carry, you'll find all of the details there. But they were uh, some people were asking earlier about whether or not I could complete passes against uh, two Chris with Alf in coverage. And I said, I could not only could I complete 100 out of 100, I could complete them in a wheelchair because I've seen Alf's mobility when he walked behind the, uh, the NFL Network set. Chris, w- w- me and you, 100 out of 100, I reckon. With Alf in coverage, you know, uh, Alf claims that he uh, that he once ran a four seven, I believe it is, uh, and now I think that he um, he runs a uh, a four seven from like from like here to the door ten feet away, like that that that's about what he where he's at now. So I'm pretty confident in this. Yeah, you know, I've been training. You know, and I, I think I, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm, I think I'm good on verticals. I think he drove his Toyota Camry off a cliff and it hit four point seven in the forty yards <laughs> down. I think that was that was what it was. There's zero chance you ran a four seven, mate. <laughs> you talking to me? Yeah, yeah of, course. of course. You didn't you run a four seven. Of course, I ran a four seven. Of course, everybody, you did. Ran, everybody, one? everybody in Miami ran a four seven back then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I know. Seriously, I, I ran a four seven. In what year? Nineteen ninety one. Bullshit. Okay. Nineteen ninety one. I was well. I was. I was neither four nor seven. So uh, I guess I didn't run a four seven. There's no and way. And not only that. Not only uh, my friend who who then later joined me on a flag football team. Ran a four five flat, and was recruited heavily. He didn't want to play football. Do do, do they measure time or distance differently down there? They yeah, measured it. Any, they measured it better back then. Have you seen any Christopher Nolan film? This is the this is the world that um that Alf's living in. Like one <laughs> hour on that planet is worth twenty four years, and in, in the real world, <laughs> my teammate in high school was Devin Bush. He won two Super Bowls. He ran a four four five. Do you believe me that he ran a four four five? But how is that relevant to you running any time? Because I started on the same goddamn team that he did. But so, like Vita Vea plays on the same team as Mike Evans, but they're not running the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I met Zach Thomas once. 
Yeah, I mean, what? All right, we're going to break out the stopwatch. We're going to break yeah. out the stopwatch, Alf. We got to see this. What do you reckon you run now, Alf? Because I don't reckon you're doing 40 yards in seven seconds. Well, I won't even attempt to try. I have too many injuries to, to even try to run. Do you reckon you could run a 40 in under 10 seconds? Oh, yeah. No, come on. Yeah. 10? Yeah. If you, give me, if you give me a month to train, I'll run it under six. Bullshit. Oh, any, I gotta see this. Any, I gotta see this. Simon, this is the greatest bit of all time. Right? Simon, no fucking, Simon, are you ready for this? Any amount you can count. Zero <laughs> any amount you can count. You know, okay, you know, we Simon, we've gotta do this now. We've got we, right. we we've gotta have we've gotta have like the three YPC combine. combine. And and we'll train somebody somebody you know that but the thing is we have to it has to be trustworthy distances and, t- and stopwatches <laughs> under six seconds. What Rich Eisen, what, what did Rich Eisen run it in? Five ninety two or something. And he trains for that six oh four. Nah, but he doesn't he train. He, he's running. He's running it in a suit. He's running it in a suit and track shoes, like you know. What are you going to be running in? Like some sort of kind of lycra or spandex? No, just shorts and and shoes, but I could beat Rich Eisen. shoes? Rich Eisen is older than me. Mate, nobody's older than you. And not physically inclined. (laughs) I got to see this particularly because I want to see Alf in like, you know, full, like a headband and like, and like wristbands. (laughs) Like, get ready. Are you Alf? Are you in similar shape to to how you looked when you were on the NFL Network? Uh, no, a little lighter. Okay, you're still not running it in under six seconds, mate. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> zero chance. You know, I, I I I feel like if we all did this, like, okay, so what are the odds? Like, I ran the a, odds. I ran a five-one once with an MCL tear. But like, like nineteen seventy-six doesn't count. This is the forty-yard dash, Alf. Yeah, yeah, this the forty-yard dash. This isn't the twenty yards falling over drunk. Speed, speed, over speed was never my game, but four-seven at the height of your powers is not that fast, guys. At least not down here for for high school football. Tell like there was tell that tell that to a bunch of linebackers who are in way better shape than any of us, yeah, either the three of us will ever be. That so, so like go to the combine enough, and run four eight twos. You ran faster than Jerry Rice at the combine. Yeah, but Jerry Rice was six two, two hundred and ten pounds, and jumped okay. of a forty two inch vertical. Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry is also 210 pounds, 5'11, 6 feet. Remember I was, I was running spike? it. Remember I was running spikes? it. I was running that at 5'9, 182 pounds. Remember Brandon Spikes ran like Which a 5'0? Which is painfully slow. And that's sorry. another one. Uh, you're talking about Ir- Irvin Spikes or Brandon Spikes? No, I'm talking about Brandon, Brandon Spikes, Spikes, the linebacker. Oh, the linebacker. Oh, he, but, he, but he was 255 pounds, 6'3". 
you know, like you allow it for people like that. We had a, we had two linebackers on our team, Glenn, Glenn Laverty and Shelly Rochelle. Uh, one was 6'3", 235 pounds, and the other one was 6'2", 225 pounds. And they both ran under 4'5", and they both didn't get sco- uh, football scholarships. They got track scholarships. So it, back then, it was actually really, really common to have really fast times on on most teams down here. If we did this, if we did this. You got to understand like all, that my 4'7 seven was slow. I was considered slow. At also, Shelly Rochelle sounds like she runs the hairdressers. I'm not sure I'm buying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he actually if played. The, uh, I think he played. He played a year though, at Alabama A and M. Actually, if the three of us did this, what are the odds that one of us would just eat eat the turf like before we could even finish the forty yards? Just like it, fall. it won't be me. I can assure you that much. Won't be you. No, not zero even with chance. your turf toe. Nope, Mister Turf will... Toe and and UCL injury uh, over here, mate. I, From I throwing flag smoke, football. I would smoke your ass. <laughs> Simon, what can you run now? Like you, you are you are in flag football shape. If you got within two seconds of my timeout, I would be disgusted with myself. <laughs> you, you you don't understand what two seconds is. I'll easily get within two seconds of your time. Bullshit! You will. So what do you run? A four one, four two flat. Well, you're what? But you're not running a six one. If you run like right now, you probably run like a five two. If yeah, you're really probably. really good shape, okay. Because you're older, which means I gotta beat seven two. Yeah, I'll beat seven two. Are, seven, are we? Is this English measurement or, or is this the metric system? What 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 are we going with it? Uh, metric. I mean, seven metric. point. You are not getting within two seconds of my time. Oh, I'm pretty sure I can. <laughs> pretty sure you would. Anyway, enough of this tomfoolery. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins. This is this is probably better content, frankly, than anything else we could do. No, it's not. It's not a joke. You know, you assholes Dolphins. are going to make me make me want to train for like six months and run the four seven, right? Mate, you're going to need to be in an Olympic program. If it blows out my ACLs, I would pay I'll so much it. money for that videotape. If it like, blows out really, my ACLs, but I I'll would. Do it. You're going to have to train like with the U.S. Olympic team, mate, to even get in the same post zip code. All right, that's it. I'm going to I'm going to start training for this. I think we should I think we should all do this. 100%. We should actually do a combine, a 3 yards per carry combine. We should. We should get a sponsor to sponsor in us fact, to do. In fact, the it. offense I played on in HML, okay? Mate, nobody cares about what you did in the 60s. <laughs> the offense I played on in HML had 7 Division 1 athletes on it. Yeah, but how is that relevant? And 3 NFL players. How is that relevant? I started on that team. But how is it relevant? At fullback. <laughs> yes. Mate, starting a punter is not relevant. <laughs> not when Shelly Rochelle's doing perms and all that business. I right. think I have a picture of Shelly Rochelle. I'm going to try to share it with you. Yeah, he'd, <laughs> he'd probably kick my ass. To be fair. <laughs> I got I got a look at that picture. Uh Glenn Laverty was bigger, but yeah. It, anyway, that is a lot of digression. The Dolphins beat the Raiders 20 to 13. It was a lot closer than we thought it was going to be. And actually, in the end, it was the defense who again came to the party and sort of bailed the offense out a little bit in the second half. Jalen Ramsey was the star with two interceptions. Jalen Phillips 
had an interception as well after a great play by Christian Wilkins, a fourth down play. How do we kind of assess what happened yesterday? Because I mean, we'll kind of get into the different units, but overall, Chris, an assessment of the game, a win is a win, but it was... Yeah, the, these sorts of performances I tend to find are expected off the back of bye weeks. It wasn't perhaps the greatest Dolphins mm. performance of this season. I think we can probably start with that. Yeah, but, I think uh, I think that's true. I think that it wasn't, you know, but with what we saw coming out of the bye week this time around. But remember, keep in mind, last time we came out of the bye week, they ran out to a 30 to nothing lead on the on the uh, the Texans uh, in the first half. And, uh, and, and, you know, by the second half, pretty close into the second half, they were just treating it like a preseason game. So, um, so I thought that coming out of the bye week, you know, they'd come out refreshed, they'd, uh, come out organized, they'd, you know, they'd, they'd be at home, they'd be communicating well, they'd be doing all these things. That's why all of us, all three of us really predicted a score, uh, offensively, you know, well into the thirties, I believe you even said, you know, 40, um, and you know, they didn't do that. So that's uh, that's that's kind of disappointing. And, and especially it kind of puts the exclamation point on what you've um, you've been talking about, Simon, with uh, with the fact that the offense has slowed down a little bit. You know, if you talk if you look at the, the first three games of this year, um, you know, including, uh, you know, it's not even just the 70 point game. I mean, even if you were to kind of control for that, it's the, the offense was clearly they clearly came out with something new, something the NFL was uh, was having a, a hard time. The defenses were having a hard time catching up to. And now it's clearly not that. It's a little bit tougher sledding. Um, I think that we were hoping for, you know, a, a, a Devon Achan surprise, you know, sort of uh, um, to just to go off like he did in those three games that he played. And uh, and that might kind of re uh, or quicken the uh, the offense a little bit, but um, that didn't happen, obviously. So I, I'd say there was some disappointment on offense from the sloppiness, but on the other hand, you know, defense is part of the football team too, and we should be fans of all parts of the football team. It doesn't just have to be one part of the football team, you know. It's a, it's all about, you know, winning as uh, as a whole team. And uh, and listen, Jalen Ramsey was a star acquisition for a reason. You know, we all got pumped about it for a reason. And then what happens in this game, you know, he <laughs> he finishes it. You know, he um, he had two interceptions in the game. Could have had even more. And um, and I think that uh, I think that the stars came out to play in this one because Tua did have a decent, a pretty good day. You know, three hundred twenty-five yards, two touchdowns. Um, you know, and I think that uh, uh, Tyreek Hill clearly had a great day. Ten catches, I think, one hundred forty-six yards, something like that, and touchdown. And then uh, Jalen Ramsey on the other side, Jalen Phillips on the other side. So this was a game where the stars came out to play, and they put down a five and five team that that was on a two game win streak. So I think that you do have to feel good about it overall because hey, what do what do they say all the time? Defense wins championships and stuff like that. We needed proof of concept that this defense could play at championship caliber level, and we've been getting that. Um, so you know, it, it comes just in time for the offense to kind of go through a midseason lull. But you know what? If a midseason lull is still involves scoring twenty points and gaining over four hundred yards, uh, 
that's not to, that's not so bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's that's the we've 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 as Dolphins fans, we've seen a lot worse for a long time. So um, so you should feel good about it. You should enjoy your victory Monday. Um, you never have to apologize for for wins in the NFL. It's too hard to win in the NFL to 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 think about it that way. Um, but you know the 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 struggle goes on with coming up with some uh, some new answers on offense, new ways to evolve, and uh, and we'll see as, as the season goes on. Evolution is a key word, isn't it, Alf? Because we we and expectations are obviously high. You know, thirty six points against the Chargers, seventy against the Broncos, thirty one against the Giants, forty two against the Panthers. But we have slowed down. Only seventeen against the Eagles, yeah, thirty one against the Patriots, but then fourteen against the against the Chiefs, and only twenty at home yesterday in a game that you know the Raiders had two drives at the end, and you know could have at least taken it to overtime. Where where do you think? the offense stands in terms of and why is there a bit of a slowing down because for me it's obviously you know um there is more tape in terms of teams being able to assimilate and understand what what Miami are doing in fact Mike McDaniel talked about it today in terms of the Dolphins face the second highest amount of cover to shell uh coverage in the league at 51 percent, and teams are trying to take away the big explosive plays and so but where do you think the problem in inverted commas lies, you know, you could look at the guards, you could look at the run game slowing down. What, what, if you're trying to put your finger on one or two things, where would you start? Well, you can, you can start with the, the turnovers are just absolutely a mess, but I think that this offense has reached uh, its breaking point and we never thought that it would reach its breaking point at this position, but it's evident. They just don't have enough depth at guard and they were sorely lacking Robert Hunt and Isaiah Wynn, really, for that matter, and the depth that having Robert Hunt provides, because then you, you have many more options at left guard. Um, that was just not good. Lester Cotton, that first drive by Lester Cotton, wow. <laughs> he was having a hard time. Uh, I am Eichenberg wasn't very good either, and if you dig a little bit deeper, I, I looked into the, the game a little bit. I don't have the All-22 yet. I'll have it tomorrow morning. I looked into it a little bit a uh, little bit more, and Torn Armstead was bad yesterday um this is a guy who's who's been absolutely elite every time he's suited up uh that was an not an adequate effort yesterday by Teron Armstead I don't think he was all that great and Austin Jackson had some good moments with Max Crosby I thought he was overcompensating and oversetting on Max Crosby uh but he was poor in the run game as well and you saw and I think they paid for not having Durham Smythe and not having Robert Hunt out there, uh, you would have never thought that those two were would be two of the most vital pieces to to this team. But yeah, they're just missing way too much at this point. Uh, Devon Achan, they're counting on him to provide a little bit more punch in the run game. Uh, Mostert's having a monster season, and it's great to see him run. Um, you know, handle that load of twenty two carries yesterday. But that's not something you want to do every time. You want to keep him in that sweet spot between 14 and 16. And then you have HN, you know, bring up the rest. Uh, I think it was just too much to bear. And then you throw in the turnovers and there you have your 20 points. I think those were the the main issues yesterday. So where do we start then trying to, because we can't, I mean, we can't pin all this on the guard position, for example. I mean, our guard play, you know, offensive line play generally hasn't been very good. Chris, do you think there's a, there's an element of, uh, of, 
just teams having a greater understanding. And if that is the point, mm-hmm. what what evolutionary steps? Because it it did feel like last season we kind of hit a bit of a plateau with the kind of the you know the offensive these kind of you know when we've talked about these kind of kamikaze style RPOs that McDaniel was was running with Tua reading the M man on the line, but but pushing the ball down the field vertically. Um. And it, it did feel like it got to a point a little bit last season where it started to plateau and teams sort of started to find it out a little bit and work it out a little bit more. And I'm not sold that McDaniel, and it was difficult because of the, the injuries to Tour and you go into the playoff, you did the Jets game with Skyler and you go into the playoff game against Buffalo with Skyler. And, but it, it feels like we might be just slowing down, maybe not plateauing, but just slowing down a bit. How does McDaniel in year two revolutionise or evolve enough to keep teams guessing because when we started the season against the Chargers we had all of a sudden these jet motions and he's playing geometry with the field and you know all these different spaces that he's creating how does he evolve and how do we keep this offense ticking and and sort of picking back up again for the stretch run and into the playoffs I think uh, I think that the you just have to keep adding um, if this makes any sense like you have to keep adding pieces to the offense and, and pieces to the puzzle of what, you know, and um, tools and whatever metaphor you want to use, tools in the toolbox, whatever. Um, you just have to keep adding pieces. We, we went over earlier in the day one of them that they clearly don't have, which is uh, which is short yardage situations. You know, we've talked about this. Um, Miami fans have, have been really frustrated by this for two years, uh, how it seems like the Dolphins do not have good answers in short yardage situations they are um you know since mike mcdaniel took over as uh miami dolphins head coach they're second worst in the entire league in converting third and one or fourth and one um the only team that's worse is the new york jets and we we know you know that's that's not that's a team with a bad quarterback that's a team with uh with lots of offensive line issues a lot you know more issues than than we have i think uh it would be safe to say offensively and um and they're the only team that's worse than us on uh on third and short this seems very self-inflicted and it you know there's there's something to be said for i think you know when you look at the the quote-unquote the sloppiness of the um the offense the uh the times when they're not quite organized enough uh, before the snap or it doesn't seem like they're quite organized enough before the snap um, or the uh, the penalties, or uh, sometimes the um, even the the turnovers. I think that there's a little bit of live and die by the sword element to that because of everything that they are trying to do offensively. They're running a very complicated, very highly choreographed offense, um, and I think there are drawbacks to that. There are, there's a reason that you know sometimes. When an offense is uh, is struggling, uh, you hear the coaches say, "Well, we've we've decided to simplify things so that the players can just you know come p- play fast, so to speak." Um, well, that's not the sort of offense that Miami is running. So, uh, so there's a little live and die by the sword to that, but the short yardage thing just seems a little bit more like bad choices to me. I, I'm not a football coach, and you know, far be it for me to try and tell these guys how they should be doing their jobs, but that's, that's how it seems. So add that sort of piece to the puzzle, add the, you know, you're, I mentioned it before coming out of the bye week, we're facing defenses that play a lot more cover two shell than the, uh, the defenses that we faced 
prior to the bye week. And, um, and, and that's going to keep going. The, the Raiders were one of those teams. Uh, that is going to keep going. Um, that I think maybe the Cowboys are the only ones are, are the main ones that don't play a lot of it. Uh, so what the Dolphins have to do to add, you know, add to their offense and, uh, and make it, you know, a little more unstoppable then is, is obvious. They have to be able to run the ball against that. And so that will involve, you know, Devon Achan coming back and being as dynamic as he looked in those three games. Um, obviously this, this ended up being kind of like, uh, you know, um, kind of like a, a false start, um, uh, for him. He didn't really get a chance to come back in this game before going out again with that injury. Uh, it doesn't sound like it's all that serious. So hopefully, uh, in, in the future games, we'll do that, but that's what you have to do. You have to keep adding more pieces of what you can do. Um, and not just keep trying to do the same exact things. And um, and when you add more pieces of what you can do, then I think that that's, that's how you keep the rest of it fresh and you keep the rest of it um, more dangerous. And uh, hopefully hopefully they're able to do that. Hopefully they're able to find solutions to, uh, to some of their consistent problems. Um, and hopefully they're able to add elements that they haven't necessarily gotten to showcase as much outside of the three games that uh, Devon Achan had averaged something like 174 yards, total yards and two touchdowns, you know, in those three games. Uh, hopefully we can we return to that and that will just make the rest of it all the more explosive as well. Yeah, Alf, we'll preview Thursday's uh, Friday's game on Wednesday, but it does you do sort of get the sense from what my Daniel said today that Achan might not play against the Jets and New York a tough place to go regardless of what they do on offense, but defensively, you know, that is a, a really good defense at all three levels, especially linebackers. They're gonna be hard, tough sledding to get the run game going. Now yeah. it was announced today that Tim Boyle will start for the Jets. Uh and in fact Zach Wilson's been dumped to third string, um, which is good news for a Dolphins defense that certainly showed up big time yesterday in terms of sacks, but also interceptions, but just generally overall, actually last three weeks has really started to pick up and it's taken some time for players to get aligned with Vic Fangio's scheme, but it really does seem to be finally clicking. And I mean, there's not a cornerback in the, in the league playing as well as Jalen Ramsey has done in the, in the three games he's been back. He has been sensational, hasn't he? Oh, absolutely. Uh, that secondary, that secondary is, is playing as designed and Xavier Howard was, spectacular yesterday uh his tackling um his leverage play his play on quarters that interception by Jalen Ramsey you just got to watch that secondary play across the board their coordination in the secondary and in coverage is nothing less than elite at this point as far as HN um you ask out in this league they're going to be cautious with you they have an investment with you they're not thinking about the Jets on Black Friday. They're thinking about you running in a Super Bowl maybe in February and maybe having 8, 10, 12,000 yards rushing for this team in your career. So if you ask out of a game, I, as soon as I saw him ask out of the game, I said, he's not playing, he's not coming back into the game because that's not something that, that coaches want to see and you don't want to see it, especially when it's to the same knee. So I would suspect, suspect that he will not play. Uh, this coming week, which means that Jeff Wilson will be activated and we'll see what's, uh, you know, what kind of tread is on those tires because he took a, an, ina uh, an inactive that was 
I don't know. It was odd. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I, I would call it odd when Savan Ahmed continues to get the nod over you, which suggests that Jeff Wilson has been busted down to RB four, maybe. So yeah, McDaniel said today, didn't he, that he thought that Ahmed offered more on special teams, and it was difficult. He really wanted Wilson to play, um, but there was just that special <laughs> team element that that Savan has that maybe Jeff doesn't. So, um, by the way, Jenny and- Tindall uh, promoted in special teams to L one. So he is the top guy on kickoff. So that's 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 a new development. So if he's moving up the, the depth some, chart. If only he would get some actual playing time where it really matters. Um, well, they played Duke Riley one snap. Uh, yeah, that's did. something we got to talk about. I guess we'll talk about it on the second half of the show. Those those snap counts were completely out of whack in that game on Sunday. And I think they lost complete control of it. Well, why don't we go to break now? We'll come back and we'll do the second half in a second. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim? Are you dealing with water, mold, or fire damage to your home or business? Are you having trouble locating a five-star rated general contractor that is fully licensed, certified, and insured? If the answer is yes, then Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, Jorge, and their team is prepared to handle any size property damage disaster. When an unexpected damage occurs to your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. Their objective is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is also a licensed general contractor, so they provide the A to Z service, one-stop shopping that business homeowners and business owners require. Water Cleanup of Florida is now an authorized dealer of Eurocraft cabinets, so premier kitchen, bath, and laundry cabinetry, countertops, and other accessories are available for your viewing at their showroom in Boca Raton. Or, do you prefer to shop from your home or office? Then Water Cleanup will send you one of our design specialists to you with samples and products that fit your style and budget. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell phone if you have any questions at 954 954- Five seven nine zero three five six. That's nine five four five seven nine zero three five six. Or visit the website at wcufl.com. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram. And please check out their more than eighty five star reviews on Google and Facebook. Water cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts. I'm Jalen Phillips, and you're listening to Three Yards Per Carry. Welcome back to the second part of Three Yards Per Carry. We break down the Dolphins and the Raiders. Um. We we're talking about the secondary there, but the defensive line, it was interesting looking at those numbers because Emmanuel Ogba barely played. And actually, that rotation feels fairly thin on the defensive line, doesn't it? In terms of, you know, there isn't much meat on the bone for for players getting in and rotating in and out. Andrew Van Geek obviously sort of mixing and matching. But the numbers on David Long, I mean, his snap count, having played really well over the last three or four weeks, was way down yesterday, Chris, and kind of didn't seem to match the, A, the, the level of talent he obviously has, but also just the way he's been playing over the last few weeks. Yeah, um, I, I think that if you if you look at it, this started out the season um, a little bit uh, with 
with Andrew Van Ginkle playing um, and Nickel playing uh, like a true linebacker position, an off-ball linebacker position. Um, now, of course, for all we know, maybe David Long was banged up a little bit for for parts of the game, and and nobody, you know, nobody really realized this. Um, we just we don't know that to be not the case or to be the case at this point, but. But yeah, they they worked Andrew Van Ginkle more um, in that or from those positions, and it's a curious decision. It's something that uh, Vic Fangio, you know, kept kept saying he had a feeling on um, that he had a feeling that he could do it, that he could play it. Um, I personally think that it had to do with you know maybe an individual matchup. Um, and also, you know, if they're if they're not, for example, if they're not worried about the speed of of a Michael Mayer um, so much, then maybe maybe they they trust Andrew Van Ginkle uh, a, a bit more in some of those situations. Um, I also think that Andrew Van Ginkle provides a little bit of uh, flexibility uh, and spice as a um, as a pass rusher blitzer. And so that's, I think that that could be some of what, what um, Vic Fangio had in mind. Uh, so, you know, we'll see um, if that's going to continue, but that this was definitely a game where that, that happened some, and um, it's, you know, it's a curious call. It's a curious call by the, uh, the Dolphins uh, here. So we'll see. I was also very interesting. I noted that of the defensive plays for which I think there was, was it, now was it forty six? Was it sixty one? I can't. I don't have the numbers in front of me. But essentially, on sixteen of those defensive snaps, they only played with two corners and two safeties. So Kade Kohu was off the field for fifteen of those snaps, or sixteen of those snaps. Nick Needham also played one snap, but it wasn't clear without looking back at the tape, which I didn't have time to do. As to whether Needham and Kohu were on the field at the same time, so actually Vic slightly playing a different mindset in terms of coverage with just two corners and two safeties which didn't seem to work with a Devontae Adams touchdown because I'm not sold why you'd want to cover a first ballot Hall of Famer with, with two safeties essentially um, and primarily with Deshaun Elliott probably the weakest of your four coverage defenders even though he's played very well this year um, which seemed like a bit of a breakdown but how did you feel about that in terms of just the way that Vic was aligned because it's it, We've seen lots and lots of different snap count numbers, and you know you can't consistently look and think, oh, well, Javon's going to play 100, percent obviously, but Cade's going to play 90, percent and Nick Needham's coming on. More. You know, Nick Needham played a lot more snaps against the Chiefs, for example, than he did yesterday against the Raiders. So, how do you see those variables on the back end? I thought I thought it was an overreaction to Josh Jacobs, who hasn't had a great season. Uh, they had injuries on the offensive line. Colton Miller did not play once again. Um, they're not a great run blocking offensive line. They have a great runner. They have a great wide receiver. I like uh, I like what Jacoby Myers has afforded them as well. So so they have some skill talent, but their talent's really not on that offensive line. I thought it was a complete overreaction by alignment, but you can't argue with the numbers. Uh defense was absolutely stellar and whatever Vic Fangio's buttons, whatever buttons he's pressing, they're absolutely working. I just wonder again what Anthony Campanelli or Ronaldo Hill, who run the personnel side of it on the sidelines, what they were thinking, because I don't think it's a recipe for success going forward to be playing Christian Wilkins that many snaps. 
uh, what was it at 94 94% yesterday? He played 94% of the snaps yesterday. Like that's that's not normal. And then having yeah. Zach Sealer play the same. Yeah, he played um he played 58 out of the 61 snaps that Christian Wilkins did and, and Zach Sealer played 54 out of the 61 snaps. Um this is this is using uh Pro Football Focus's data. You know, there's other there's other data from the NFL game books for example, but um yeah, I'll have I mean, a question clearly, in, by the way. I'll have a question. A big, that's a big issue. Yeah, I will have a question into the, the coaching staff on, on Wednesday. Uh, Ethan is going to be out there to camp, and he's going to ask him about that um, because that just seems to me like it just got away from them. Uh, I, I know for a fact that Vic Fangio is not calling the defenses, getting new information for the next set of play calls, watching the offense's personnel groupings, and then also worrying about personnel. Like that has to be on Campanelli. And Ronaldo Hill, and I'm wondering if it got away from them in that game. Uh, but why activate a guy if you're going to play him three snaps? Also, Emmanuel Ogba was a capable player. Why isn't he playing more? Like, you know, 19 million dollars for how many snaps did he have in this game? Because well, he has he has he has struggled in this defense. He has, but it, you know, it, he's he's getting paid 19 million dollars. <laughs> like, find a way to play, find a way to use some snaps up, you know, and keep guys fresher. So we can have them in December and January and possibly February because I don't think this was a recipe for success. I'm happy with the performance. I think the defense is playing absolutely great. But uh, I thought that was way out of line and out of character and probably a mistake. I don't think that was by de- by design. Sorry, I was just looking, trying to find the snap numbers there. Um, Just before we get out of here then um... – Big game tonight. Obviously, we're recording this about 40 minutes before kickoff between the Eagles and the Chiefs. We are all very much fly Eagles fly tonight, I assume. Mm-hmm. Oh, very because, much. Um, it obviously didn't necessarily go our way in terms of uh, the seedings yesterday with Jacksonville. Easy victory over the Titans. The Bengals fairly easy victory over, um, over um, the... Sorry, the Ravens with a very easy victory over the, the, the Bengals. Um, but the rest of the AFC is very interesting just in terms of obviously Miami, the fourth seed currently. Just want to get a quick one on it because obviously Houston playing really well. They played the Jaguars at the weekend. Pittsburgh still in that final spot. Cleveland, even with Dorian Thompson-Robinson at quarterback. I mean, Miami looks like Miami going to end up with a with a home playoff game. And if things, as it stood today, you know, it would be very interesting to see the Dolphins taking on the Cleveland Browns with, with DTR at quarterback because... Um, Deshaun Watson is not walking back through that door. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, and and I do believe that the, the Eagles will win tonight. And since I'm saying it on tape, you can mark it and you can tell me I'm wrong if I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of shaping up for the if, for the Dolphins. They've, they've got every single break that you know they, that a team can get all season. So yeah, absolutely. Like it's 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 all in their hands. It's all in front of them. Just go get it. Right. Yeah, we've got I don't 19- know if it's every single break, though. I don't know if I would quite agree with that. I mean, we, we've the Dolphins have had some significant injury uh, issues. I mean, uh, I think I think part of it is expectations. I mean, once once a Jalen Ramsey goes down, for example, right at the beginning of training camp, then you spend a lot of time realizing that you, that you're going to be playing a lot of the season or even most of the season without Jalen Ramsey. But him going half a season without I mean, look at how he's playing. Right. Look at how he's playing. We went half a year without that. Right. Uh, and that's 
that's pretty that's pretty um pretty sizable as far as uh as far as getting you know not catching a break i guess i guess we could say devon achan has played three games i mean look at look at the three games that he did play um and and what kind of impact uh he's he's been able to have that way so i mean yes we've gotten some help you know elsewhere i um i think that we've gotten and this is going to sound like a lot a fan thing and and i understand that but um you know, a lot of these games let's just say the officiating has not gone our way um and uh and i think that uh i think that you know you catch uh you catch a tough break in in frankfurt with kansas city and and the difference in the whole game with the chiefs in frankfurt was probably that that tyreek hill fumble uh, and not just the fumble, which is uncharacteristic itself, but the the return for a touchdown, which featured that crazy lateral. You know, the, uh, I, I think we don't even like really appreciate what a crazy play that was. But um, you know, I think that was the difference in that game, and that game is probably going to, uh, when all is said and done, decide who gets home field advantage throughout the playoffs versus who doesn't. Um, or it could very well decide that. Uh, it, it seems like things are shaping up that way. So, uh, so I, I kind of the reason that I the reason that I take a, take issue with this this idea that you know sort of like the skies have opened up for us and you know that everything has fallen just the right way is because there's a big problem with the fan base right now that um, they have fallen rather quickly uh, into this whole quagmire trap of expectations to the point where, um, you know, every little thing that, that doesn't go a hundred percent, right. Just creates this misery in the fan base. And, and the, the, <laughs> the sentiment that I keep, the sentiment that I keep hearing expressed over and over again is that game was miserable to watch, you know, like, and, and I, I heard it. It's not just with this game where we win, 20 to 13 over a five and five team that was on a two game win streak. You know um, it's, it's other games, it's even the Panthers game, which we won by, I think 21 points or the, uh, um, the, the giants game or the, you know, the, the, the new England games. Uh, I keep hearing this, the sentiment, except the, the only exception is really the Denver Broncos game. I think um, keep hearing the sentiment. That's just mostly complaints and it's a function of these expectations. And uh, the what you have to realize is that the Dolphins have created those expectations uh, with being a really, really good team, being a championship caliber team. Uh, they've created those expectations. They've also created their own luck in this way. It, I don't think it's it's been luck during the games. I look at the officiating that, you know, the, the luck certainly hasn't gone our way on officiating hardly ever this season. The luck certainly hasn't gone our way with injuries. Yeah, and, and and by the way, for such a threatening pass offense, they get a remarkably low amount of DPIs. Oh, absolutely. They're one of the one of the 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 few I saw a chart to that effect, which is that the Dolphins have benefited the least from opposing team DPI um you know, one of the least in the, in the whole league from opposing team DPI. Uh, and, and whereas, you know, for example, the Jaguars have really benefited strongly on offense from opposing team uh, uh, defensive pass interference. Um, 
you know, there hasn't been a lot of luck in a lot of senses for the Dolphins. And so, you know, I caution against, you know, this idea that we're that that they're so lucky this season and things have, have opened up for them so much that anything short of winning the Super Bowl is this massive disappointment because, you know, there's a reason that we have expectations that lofty and the reasons that we have those expectations are because of what they have done and what they have earned. And we should be able to go out there and enjoy games. We should be able to go out there. Uh, and even if we only win by seven points, you know, like it's, <laughs> this is, this is the NFL. I, it, it, and I think that, um, I think that that point needs to be made. That point needs to be accepted by the fan base. And, yeah, I had, uh, I had saw stat, yeah, I saw a stat where the dolphins had covered three double digit spreads this year. And the record is five by the 2007 New England Patriots. <laughs> so they didn't cover yesterday, so they fell off of the pace for the, for the, for covering that record. I guess they played Tennessee. They could be double-digit favorites once again there. They have a shot at essentially setting the expectations record. <laughs> and people yeah. still are, aren't happy, you know? Yeah, I, well, you know, to bring up that point, they're going they're going to have it's not not just the um the Tennessee game at home, but uh who knows what's happening with the Jets by that time, right? When mm-hmm. when they come down to Miami, you know, we're the Dolphins are going up there obviously this Friday. We'll talk about that, but um who knows what's happening when the Jets come down to Miami. We don't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be back by then. Um, so, you know, who knows what the spread is there. That could be double digits. The Tennessee spread could be double digits. The Washington commander spread, um, could be double digits, even being an away game, you know? Um, and, and so, but, but the reason that those spreads are double digits is a function of how good the Miami dolphins have been. Don't think of the spread as, you know, sort of level setting, you know, the, the, the team's expectations to, to the point where if they don't, if they don't cover that spread, if they only win by nine, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's the spread is being created because of what the dolphins have earned. Your expectations have been created because of what the dolphins have earned. And, um, and so, oh God, I'm going to sound like freaking Dabo Sweeney now, but like, um, but yeah, I, I think that we have to keep that in mind. Yeah, and I think it's also part of how the media is covering football. Uh, they, they've they taken this cue from the NBA, and they, they want to cover it more on a personality basis or on a on an individual basis. Uh, the way they were talking about Houston yesterday, they were saying, oh, I don't know, CJ Stroud kind of fell off the MVP train with that three-interception performance. No mention that their defense won a game for them. Yeah. And that they are a playoff contender and a division contender playing for first place on Sunday. Nobody cares. Everybody cares that CJ Stroud threw three interceptions. Yeah, and and you could say you could say almost the exact same thing about the Dolphins this this Sunday. Is is it's sort of and I I'm, I had to say it on Twitter. It's like you know, it's not so bad when your defense wins you a game. It's actually kind of a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and, and and so you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't view it as a bad thing when the defense wins wins you the game. In this case, the Miami Dolphins have pumped a lot of resources into that defense, right? 
Um, they have put a lot of money in there and they have, they have had a, enjoyed a lot of success, um, with their, their acquisitions, uh, and their, um, their signings and their, uh, their draft picks on the defense. And then they, they went out and got, you know, the, one of the foremost defensive minds out there and Vic Fangio to coach that defense. Um, and, and so, yeah, they should be the star of the show. In a lot of these games, <laughs> they they really should. That's part of winning the championship, and and people are but people are treating it like it, it is an absolute tragedy when that happens. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, let's give out our our game balls. Uh, Simon uh, had to leave because it's like the middle of the night over there. Besides, he's nursing a UCL injury and turf toe. You know, uh, oh, although, he, although he said, although when I said that he probably runs a five two, he actually like nodded his head and. I could hear him nodding his head over the, over the can, my microphone, and I was thinking to myself, I was being generous to see if he would like rebut it and say five six, five eight. But no, he said like, yeah, yeah, I run a five two. He can't run a five two. Okay. You don't think he can run a five two? I don't know. I don't think. Well, so. not it's right too now. Old. He's got turf toe. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. No, he has turf toe and a UCL injury. Yeah. He blew out his arm. Well, I would. I would football. caution that that man. That man rides. That man. That man keeps in better shape than you know than than most of our listeners who are who are literally half of our age. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know, age is age. Yeah, Chris, uh, it's undefeated. <laughs> age is undefeated. Yeah, well, I don't he, know what you. I don't know what you old fucks are talking about because I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that old. <laughs> yeah, you'll get there. You'll get there. Yeah, keep working at it. You, 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 you. Keep working there. at it. Keep, keep staying alive. <laughs> yeah. Keep staying yeah. alive. You'll Every time there. you wake up in the morning, you're alive. You're getting closer. Yeah. You know there what I mean? Go. Yeah, there you're you moving it along. Uh, he picked, although he he also missed the rules on the show that we set forth on week one, which was no cowardly picks, no multiple picks. One nah. dude give out one game ball. He decided to give two. Austin Jackson, Jalen Ramsey. I'm going to give the most obvious game ball. That you can give. Jalen Ramsey's good. He's elite. He's exactly what all of us on Twitter were trying to tell Dolphin fans. Because here's a, here's another problem. They watched a lot of these, and I know what these people watched. I know what these people. These people saw a scramble drill where Stephon Diggs beat Jalen Ramsey for like a 48-yard touchdown on opening night, Thursday night football after the Rams won the Super Bowl and they were opening the the season at home. And that's all they remember of Jalen Ramsey. And they think, oh, he, he must be washed. He got beat on Thursday night football to open the season. No. As well, as evidence of what you're saying, I saw that play. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's what everybody saw. You know what he also did that season? Have another elite season. So yeah. uh it, you know, if you believe in the numbers I believe in, uh, which is essentially just the a lot of the counting stats that cornerbacks give up uh i do believe if you have smaller numbers than most that's a good thing because that means they're not even testing you and he's an he's an elite player and he's having another elite season and i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility and in, in case you're, you're noticing yeah i am picking Jalen Ramsey as my as my uh my game ball for this game i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility he's gonna be first team all pro and he's gonna play what 10 games total yeah, right. I think he right. could be if I, that. I mean, yeah. Well, he played. Uh, he made his debut against the Patriots and played. Uh, uh. So he's played three games, and what do we have left here? We have seven. He could play ten games. 
right? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not saying that he's going to get injured. I mean, I mean, there could by week 18, we don't know what's going to be happening with the seating and stuff like that. Right. Week 18 right. could be could be, frankly, um, a meaningless game. Uh, yeah. And so. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's my pick. Jalen Ramsey. I don't know if you want to go off the board a little bit, but have that. No, I, he, he was he was too good. Um, I guess you know, if I just wanted to be different, I could give it to Tyreek Hill because the standard that Tyreek Hill sets is, and, and, and I guess the consistency that he sets it with is, is really the most remarkable thing. Um, at this point, like he has a game like he did. And if, if he had just got here and he had that game, then we would sort of like Jalen Ramsey. I and mean, this is only his, his third game, right. With, with the Miami mm-hmm. Dolphins. And mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're just absolutely flabbergasted with the kind of, uh, the kind of game that he just had. Uh, Tyreek Hill has that kind of game all the time for us. And, and so that, that I could give the button game ball to him, but Jalen Ramsey were frankly had one of the most dominant performances I've ever seen a corner ever have. Um, and, and I, and that's even with him biting on that double move at the end of the game and, uh, and nearly giving up a, you know, a big one to, uh, to Devonte Adams, who is, you know, one of clearly one of the best wide receivers in the league. Um, but even so that was one of the most dominant performances I've ever seen a corner have. And, you know, you seal the game like he did, then you seal the game, then you get it. Then there should be no argument. You are, you are the hero of the day. You are the MVP of the game. You are, you know, you're the game ball winner. And that that's it. That's it. No questions asked. All right. And we're going to call it right here on Wednesday. We will preview jets dolphins. It's going to be a lot of fun. Tim, Tim Boyle. Um, somebody had a stat. He only has one touchdown pass. From college to the pros, one. Yeah, I saw, I saw, and I, I think I posted it. Somebody, somebody had it on Twitter. It was like they did his entire college and pro career, uh, you know, just in terms of touchdown interception. <laughs> and it's, 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 it's bad. By the way, Tim Boyle, <laughs> Tim Boyle does run a four seven. <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. So, that, uh, so know, I he, guess that's going to be in the cards for. Well, for, according to you, that's day. not fast. So, uh, <laughs> well, it's not. It's not fast for a five nine, one hundred eighty two pound fullback. You know, that's just. If you fast. were, if you were from Miami, I guess he'd run a four three. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, we're gonna call it right there. We will talk to you again on Wednesday. It's gonna be a busy week uh, as we head right into uh, Thanksgiving and the holiday season, but we'll get you ready for Black Friday on Wednesday. But till then. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.